Star Wars, some of my seven episode 1411. Today, the Solo Movie Club continues with our look at The Big Lebowski and what it might tell us about Solo, a Star Wars story. Punch it, Chewy. Hi, this is Alvin Johnson with the 501st Legion, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. We are continuing safe week, or safe two weeks if you will, with Solo A Star Wars Story coming out in theaters in just a few short days, 10 days in fact, and it's debuting at cons, so now the whole embargo thing is going to be up and out of the way, and so everybody who has seen it is going to be free to talk about it on social media and already... Well, let's just put it this way. Even the official Star Wars app is sharing information that apparently if you don't want the movie spoiled for you or you want a full experience and no, you know, no surprises ruined for you, well, even ignore the Star Wars app, you know. (laughs) Apparently, that's the case. Our friend Photo over at StarBQ Podcast is already posting about the fact that they're showing stuff that eh, maybe you don't want to see just yet if you just want to keep the pure experience. So, fair warning to you. Just keep an eye out because it's not just the people on social who propagate these things and who aren't always nice sometimes. Sometimes it's actually the people who you're supposed to be trusting the most that are sharing a little bit more than you want to have shared. We are not going to talk about anything like that. We are going to talk instead about The Big Lebowski, which is one of the movies that Larry and John Kasdan have cited as their inspirations for Solo A Star Wars Story. And in particular, The Big Lebowski was cited as a reference point for the relationship between Han and Chewbacca, and they are looking at the dude and Walter, that would be Jeff Bridges and John Goodman's characters from The Big Lebowski, as a template, as a source of... Oh, God only knows what kind of fodder we're going to get out of this one because The Big Lebowski, of course, is one of these stranger Coen brother movies and probably one of the most impenetrable in terms of, okay, you either like the Coen brothers movies or you don't like the Coen brothers movies. And even then, you know, oh, you let's just say The Big Lebowski was not necessarily a critical hit in its original release, but here we are 20 years down the line, and over time, people have come to realize, oh yeah, there's a lot more to this movie than we initially thought. Even movie critics, the Washington Post did a series not too long ago where they contacted a bunch of movie critics asking them to reevaluate their take on The Big Lebowski. They had trashed it, and so 20 years later, they asked a bunch of them, oh, what do you think now? And many of them had come around to understanding that there was more to what was going on in the story than met the eye at first glance. Now, as far as Han and Chewie versus the dude and Walter go, well, you look at the dude's whole vibe, and he's just like, the dude abides, and he will let things go and try to move on from them, even though he's very upset, of course, about his rug being defiled at the beginning of the story. And this is a full spoiler podcast for The Big Lebowski. (laughs) So if you haven't watched the movie, then, you know, fair warning on that one. But hey, it's been out for a while, so I think we're okay with that. And he's just talking about it with his friends, including Walter. And Walter is getting very upset about the fact that this aggression cannot stand and talks the dude into going to see the real Jeffrey Lebowski to see if the rug can be otherwise compensated for. And that sets in motion a whole chain of events that it's like a bizarre, twisted 
Philip Marlowe, Sam Spade, film noir kind of situation. And anytime Walter gets involved in one of the situations in this whole caper, it goes awry. Like, for example, when they're supposed to deliver the ransom money for this allegedly kidnapped wife, Walter goes along for the ride and decides that he's going to take over the whole operation. The dude is just supposed to be by himself and deliver the briefcase and be done with it. But Walter is going to substitute a ringer with a briefcase filled with his own underwear, thinking that that's going to end up landing them the million dollars from the Big Lebowski, as well as the $20,000 fee that dude is being paid for the job. And of course, it goes utterly and completely wrong because they get shot at, the car crashes, eventually the car gets stolen, the briefcase disappears, and they find it in impound, the briefcase is gone. Later on, they figure out who might have been joyriding around in the car, and it turns out that it's just some random kid, and he's got a Corvette parked out front, so they think that's the kid's car and that he bought it with the stolen money, um, you know, the money that they stole that came from the ransom and whatnot, and so Walter starts yelling, this is what happens when you, you know, and lots of profanity waking up the neighborhood, takes a crowbar to the Corvette, turns out it's not the kid's Corvette, it's a neighbor's, the neighbor ends up smashing the dude's car windows in payback for the whole thing, much to Walter's chagrin, of course. So what does this mean for us with Solo, a Star Wars story? I mean, we look at the dude, we look at Jeff Bridges' character, and we see how he is just trying to float along in this whole situation, and various people keep dragging him into their own dramas. And so you can imagine a situation, of course, with all the players that we have in Solo, a Star Wars story, where as Han begins to enter this particular world of criminals, especially the ones that he's going to hang out with later on in the movie, that would be with Woody Harrelson and Thandie Newton and Amelia Clark and Rio Durant, the John Favreau CGI character, to mention just a few, that you know, he's going to be entering a world that is utterly and completely beyond his control. And he's got Chewbacca with him. And Chewie may potentially be someone who wants to go barreling into some of these things in a way that Han doesn't necessarily want to. I mean, that whole scene where, you know, Tobias says, you know, are you in? And Chewbacca growls and Han says, that's yes. Well, it certainly seems a lot more Walter aggressive, if you will, compared to Han's like, that's yes, like that more of a dude kind of expression, even though there's definitely a lot more ambition to Han's character. I mean, you know, you hear I've been waiting my whole life for a shot like this, you know, lines like that. He's definitely not a dude-like character, Han is, but the way that he enters a world where, you know, there are other machinations happening around him that he may not be aware of and that he may be at the mercy of, well, that could certainly be inspired in some degree by the Big Lebowski. And we know, of course, I mean, so far they haven't said this isn't canon anymore, I don't think they're going to take this one away from us, that Chewie owes a life debt to Han, and so as part of his expression of the life debt, how is Chewie going to react in taking care of Han. I mean, you think about how Walter, you know, wants to make sure that the dude stays safe and to make sure that he gets what's coming to him in a good way, right? And even when it comes down to the nihilists at the end who torch the dude's car and Walter's not going to let them try to take money from any of them and he's not going to let this whole thing stand and he ends up beating the nihilists and biting the ear off one of them, for God's sake. You know, Chewbacca is going to be a very active and aggressive protector of Han, it would seem, and especially in this world of shifting alliances and, you know, 
uh, dynamics that aren't necessarily apparent. Chewie's one goal, his one motivation is going to be to make sure that Han's bacon is pulled from the fire at every opportunity. And that might mean taking matters into his own hands a little bit more aggressively than we might know from you know what we saw in the original trilogy for example where they're more equal partners and they know each other better and they work with each other better i think it's possible that at these early days of their relationship he might be more inclined to take matters into his own hands so to speak and that's going to do it for our look at the big lebowski but i'd still love to hear what you think about it if you have other opinions ideas thoughts you want to share please do share them at the comments at the blog post for this show's episode at sw7x7.com now let's take a break real quick and then we will do last jedi trivia stay tuned hey rebel rouser may the 4th is star wars day and it's also the date of our 1400th episode so to celebrate all during the month of may you can get the unofficial star wars the force awakens trivia book for just 777 that's whether you pay in dollars pounds or euros just 777 at sw7x7.com slash tfa for the u.s version of amazon or just search for the unofficial force awakens trivia book on any european version of amazon Welcome back. All right, last time I reminded you that the line from BB-8, the first line we hear from him in the movie is actually a famous line of Star Wars dialogue, and it's, I've got a bad feeling about this. Today's question for you, what is the first line of dialogue from our beloved immortal Carrie Fisher? And that is going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you ride your tauntaun past the first marker, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a Force Ghost vision, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.